0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hop Show, and a Happy New Year, Merry Christmas to all of you good people out there. It's your boy Hobby, the host of this here show. You could find me online uh, on Instagram at Hobby Brews and on Twitter at That Beaner. Of course, this show is brought to you by us, Hopped LA. Of course, you got to go over to hopla.com for all the latest news, fear trends. Uh, we have holiday boxes that we've been doing, and they've been doing killer. So thank you guys so much for jumping on that so far. It's been amazing. Now, folks, this week's show is exciting. We have a very special, special guest, award-winning journalist, writer, Beth Demet from San Diego. It was a great conversation. Um... You know, what? I like to do like wordy intros, but I'm going to skip that this week. I'm going to let this uh, interview do the talking because we cover a lot of really good stuff. So hope you guys enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All that stuff you're saying, how like L.A. is way better than San Diego. Stop saying it now because I don't want your San Diego people to get mad at you, you know?
1: Lies, lies, (laughs) lies.
0: No, see, off air, she was just giving me this whole list on why L.A. is way better. And I agree with her. But let's not get this on the show. You know, I don't want. I don't want you causing revolts over there, you know?
1: I can't talk too much smack about L.A. I was born in Long Beach, so...
0: I'm yeah, see, it's perfect. Say.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I,
0: I just love... I love just getting shit started. Um, all right, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, this week's guest is... a. am very excited. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. Um, she's a journalist, beer writer, food writer, uh prohibition. Um, She is coming to us live from her super secret base off the, uh, off the coast of San Diego, California. She is Beth. Uh,
1: thanks for having me.
0: It's awesome to be here. Thank you so much for, for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, before we get into it, what are you sipping on today?
1: I am sipping on some weekend vibes. It's only Tuesday, but in San Diego every day is the weekend. So yeah. <laughs> Coronado Brewing, it's there. I think it's something like over 50% of their production is just for weekend vibes, which I'm sure is annoying for their brewers, but <laughs> whatever. It's a reason. There's a reason it's so popular. It's awesome. Mosaic, Citra, Simcoe. It's so, so good. So I'm. All
0: the necessities, all the necessities. Hell yes. Um, I'm drinking a Pacific Play Brewing from the brewery I, have, I happen to work at, you know, a little self promotion here. It's uh, Whittlemaker Double IPA, which we just canned, and it's delicious. Cheers! I,
1: I cheers. I can't do doubles when I'm when I'm chatting with people. I've I've tried to do barley wines and some Woo! imperial stouts and stuff, but I'm <laughs> I'm like, all right, we got to keep it. We got to keep it. What six percent or lower?
0: Right. Cool. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I feel like there is a kind of a rule of thumb, right? But I remember the one of the most fun interviews I did was I think I was talking to a coworker of mine. And we brought out crazy stouts. I did, I did like two shots mm-hmm. of whiskey on air. Yep, <laughs> you gotta have a little fun, right?
1: Been there, been there. I have definitely been too drunk on air before, so no shame <laughs> in that game. Um,
0: while we start, uh, toss a little bit. How was your How was your Christmas break? How's it been so far?
1: It's been fine. I mean, honestly, it's been the same as the rest of the year. Nothing. Didn't see anybody. Didn't do anything. But the the difference was we had some prime rib, which is not every day. So. So it was good, you know. Santa came. I've got uh I've got a kid, so he was pretty pretty psyched on that. And this was the first year where I think he sort of knew what was going on. So that was that was kind of exciting. But uh yeah, yeah chill. It was it was chill. You watch
0: any Christmas movies?
1: Oh god, we introduced him to the Grinch and I've seen it at least two dozen times since Christmas. So Which Grinch? Yeah.
0: Is it the Jim Carrey one? Is no, it the animated G- one?
1: OG, the yeah, OG. animated and uh and he's big on charlie brown christmas too he thinks snoopy is pretty funny he he got a, a dinosaur a stuffed dinosaur for christmas and he named it snoopy so oh, yeah we've man. been yeah we've been we've been on some christmas christmas movie repeat which is fine it's better than a lot of the other crap kid shows that i watch with him but <laughs> no comment yeah i uh
0: I, ba- I babysit uh my nephew and he is all about that paw patrol life he gets upset if i even touch the controller so Pompey's
1: pretty legit, as long as it's not blippy.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: over blippy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, oh, God, bless that man's,
1: God bless that man's toothbrush song because that is super helpful. But other than that, I'm like, okay.
0: You're over blippy. I'm over blippy. I can't. I can't wait to read the article about it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, this whole year, 2020, has been quite the dumpster fire of, of all time. Um, Where were you and did you think that it was going to impact the industry and the world the way it did?
1: Absolutely not. I don't think anybody could have possibly foreseen this. I think, I mean, the last thing that I did was I actually went to CiderCon in Oakland in late January. And at that point, it was just like kind of whispers of, oh, this weird thing is happening overseas. And, but, you know, whatever. So I was still in a room, a conference room with 2000 people not Mm -hmm. thinking anything of it. And then, and that was the last thing that, that was the last thing that happened. So I had two columns at the beginning of covid i had a weekly column in san diego magazine and a monthly column in west coaster magazine Mm -hmm. both about beer those got killed immediately um and neither have come back uh so that was super super disappointing but even that i mean it triggered a lot of conversations in beer um in and outside of beer that i thought wouldn't have necessarily i mean they obviously wouldn't have happened uh it, without the context of covid and so as painful as it was i do think some good work from a lot of different people have come out have have has come out of it and i i'm, I'm appreciative of that but i mean if i had to pick between good work in dire times or you know good work in regular times i would have obviously <laughs> picked that but uh you know you gotta roll with the punches
0: right what was one thing that kind of when you were i mean when you were hunting for stories in such a weird time what was it was there what, what was one of the stories that kind of went wow why did i think of this before
1: i think one of the stories i did for good beer hunting this year was talking about what the word community meant to Absolutely. us specifically in craft beer and how we so often go to the idea and the concept of community and what does it mean? What does it represent? Have we lost it? Have we created new communities and, and just thinking about these kind of universal ideas through the lens of beer to make them a little bit more digestible. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first ones that I thought, you wouldn't have come out of a non COVID time, but I think it was a cool reflection on what we had and what I think we can Strive to to have again. So that was that was one thing that kind of jumped out.
0: It's one of those things you like. Same thing. You don't realize it until it happened for me. It's we took for granted like how really tied into the community some of these breweries have become. Mm -hmm. But some of the hyper local ones that you know you go there and it's the same three or four barflies that are there. Um, and to have that sort of go away now, it's people doing you know to go and stuff like that. It's really. And I think your piece really shined a light on on that fact that these breweries became a pillar of the community. And when it kind of got taken away, a lot of people were kind of like,
1: well, Yeah, floundering. And that's one of the things I really miss about the pre-COVID times. I mean it- – those accidental encounters those or or the ones that you anticipate you go to a brewery and you know your favorite beer tender shift and so you you make conversation and mm-hmm. and that's cool but then you you happen to run into somebody that you know and you like and is an acquaintance and you wouldn't necessarily you know have them over for a one-on-one dinner but they're they're your beer friends and it's always great yeah. to see them and those kind of accidental incidental uh, encounters are one thing that I really miss um so I'm looking forward to Having it not be so like, all right, go pick up the beer, pay for it, leave and oh, get out of here. <laughs> right. I think I mean I've probably only run into people doing that in the last ten months, you know, maybe three times. I've I've happened to be at the same place as somebody at the same time. But even that is two minutes, five minutes at, at most. So uh that's that's one thing I, I will I will look forward to again.
0: Oh, I, I can't I cannot wait. To hug my friends again. I feel I'm gonna be like that creepy, like that creepy old dude that like, once I get to hug you again, I'm just gonna be like <sighs> it's been a long time.
1: I'm not much of a hugger. I'm not much of a hugger. The one thing I do miss is is a good like hearty handshake, especially like as a woman in beer when I meet people, I just I love to do that kind of authoritative like, Oh, this is obnoxiously hard and like I'm just <laughs> letting, I'm just letting you know like where we're at. And so yeah. I do a good handshake but i don't think i'm ever going to touch anybody's hand ever again for the rest of my life. <laughs> i'm gonna have to figure out some other way to like assert my dominance
0: right.
1: my, my helps i'm almost six feet tall so that's very helpful
0: yeah well i mean when he shakes people's hands you do the trump thing where you just fucking yank them towards you just like right. i own you well, now
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i might have to get like the like a glove like just a one glove for the handshaking to get back yeah. into yeah. it But uh i haven't quite i haven't quite figured that out yet but mm-hmm. we'll see
0: now you mentioned something earlier, and uh, I think it was one of the, I want to say like, not a brave bossle. Like it was such a stark piece that made me think about it. Is about the role of women in this industry, and mm-hmm. um, man, it kind of makes you, I mean, as a, as a guy, it makes you conscious of, some of the things that you wouldn't think would be innocent or whatever, but it could be detrimental. And that's one of the, I think one of the other issues that uh, was brought up during this time.
1: Well, one of the things that I'm is kind of on the back burner, but I had written right at the beginning of this uh, before COVID really started was kind of not not an expose, but a really deep look about what safety measures women and other like marginalized people take in beer whether it be at a beer festival or traveling for a conference or even at your neighborhood brewery the things that certain demographics of people women included and and women especially have to think about and prepare for that other other identities might not think of like a, a dude if he gets too drunk at a beer festival he doesn't even think about how he's going to get home or what's going to happen to him or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so that was, I think I turned it in to good beer hunting on like March 12th or something. And then everything <laughs> shut down March 13th. So mm-hmm. it didn't really have, it, it It hasn't been published. It's on the back burner until, I don't know, indefinitely the sad reality of it is once there are beer festivals and, and groups and communal things again, I'm sure that the same issues will come right back up. So it's sort of evergreen, but, uh, Yeah, I mean it's it's something we think about all the time from the time that we're young, you know, like when I was a young woman, a a little girl, you think about those types of things, and it's yeah, I mean that's just an aspect of being a woman, not being a woman in beer. That's just something we have to think about and add alcohol to the mix, and it's Mm. could be a recipe for disaster. It often is.
0: Right. Cheers to that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'll drink. I'll drink to that.
0: Um, no, it's just one of those things. Um, it's, I think, uh, what shines on that is every year, I forget who does that article where they talk like the top beer influencers or, you know, the, whatever profiles on Instagram oh, you should year. follow
1: up rocks, up rocks. Yeah. I think they do yeah, it yeah, every yeah.
0: year, I think, don't they, or something.
1: I don't um, know. I just saw. I just saw the one that sucked. But
0: <laughs> well, I think there was one. Was it last year or the year before? Was where, last
1: year, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then there was this huge hubbub about you know uh, these women influencers like taking yeah. pictures of the beer, and it's like, well, it's not about the beer. It's about the girl, and there's this whole thing. Where Where do you fall in all that?
1: So I actually I won an award with the North American Guild of Beer Writers uh, this year for a piece that I wrote about influencers, uh, the, the commentary and criticism. Uh, category which was freaking awesome um but it's it's one of those things where i went into it with preconceived notions and it was just a total 180 when you talk to people like megan stone who is uh is beer carb when you talk to people like uh melis who's uh the girl with beer just all these other different people and thinking about well, if I'm really being honest about the way that women are, are portraying themselves in any in any industry, in any community, why would that be different when it comes to beer? It's literally just there's a historical a, a historical context there that it that kind of adds a little bit of squishiness to it. But I'm like, if you want to be topless and, and have the can of beer in between your boobs and like that, that's what makes you happy you're not hurting anybody uh you know one could argue that there's residual sexism that would uh, that would reflect upon somebody who's choosing not to do that but it's your body your choice if it's not something that i would do i don't have to do it i right. just move on and it's it's everybody's individual choice and so if you got to draw a line in the sand i say take your top off show your butt i don't care that's that's your <laughs> that's your choice and that doesn't mean that i'm gonna do it but Right. I respect. I, I, I respect your uh your commitment to doing
0: whatever you want to do. Respect the hustle. Keep those OnlyFans pages are coming.
1: Hell yeah, man! Like, <laughs> you want to make money? Like, do it however you want. Legalize sex work. Legal, you know. Like, I'm I'm totally down with all that. It, like, your body, your choice. That's what it boils down to. To me, it's right. it's pretty simple.
0: I've had weird discussions with like friends where, um, you know, as a dude, like, what? Like, I don't want to. Like, what can I say? Like, I'm not here to fucking judge them. I mean, who the hell am I? Like, just because I, I, it's not something I can, you know, really relate to. And it's kind of weird when I talk to friends about it because they're the ones are always like, I have, you know, a few friends uh, that were just like, well, they're just, you know, just girls with beer. Like, they're not part of the beer industry, but they say they're part of it. And it's like. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Who, who gives a, a shit? shit? Well,
1: that, it's just like, what makes them any different than like a self-proclaimed blogger who just, who doesn't write for any publication, but themselves, like, it's literally no different if you're a fan, if you're a consumer, if you're an employee, if you're not, doesn't make any difference. If you want to be in beer, you can be in beer. That's the beauty of it.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things like I've, people sometimes act, act like there's this prerequisite to like be in beer or that you have to be like, I just stumbled into this. Like, beer so, is like, beer's one of those wonderful things where you can kind of just jump into it.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. If you're 20 and you got money for a six pack, you do you, man. You're in beer. That's totally fine. I mean, shoot, I'm I'm not even a quote unquote real journalist. I have a BFA in painting and printmaking. Does that make me any less of a of a reporter or journalist? Absolutely not, because the work speaks for itself. So if you if you want to take pictures with beer, then you're just as in beer as as anybody else, like it or not.
0: Right. Well, it's always like you see some of those uh, profiles, like oh, you know, um, you have the the brewers and the and people that are in beer in the beer industry and like they have this thing. I think I forget what meme it was where it was like, uh Ah, that fucking that fucking died. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> I had this whole image in my mind that just disappeared. Um, but ever since this whole we're gonna shift topics here. Um, with this whole COVID thing, uh, one of the wonderful things I've seen breweries do is sort of adapt to mm-hmm. this new. I hate to say the fucking new normal, right? But that's what it is. It's this new, at least for right now. Um, What's one of the things that you saw that breweries did that impressed you amongst all this?
1: I am loving – I'm loving and hating, and I'll explain on that, all of the really philanthropic initiatives that have come out of this. I think it's absolutely pathetic that consumers and individuals are – basically we're responsible for keeping things afloat right now. And I think that's, you know, we're stepping up to the plate and we're making it happen. We're doing to go. People are supporting each other. I love that. I think it's, it's a fucking travesty that we've had to because of the absolute and utter failing of our government at every single level. People can say, Oh, well, you know, would you have done it any better? Like, you you know, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't, this, that, and the other thing. But I'm like, you know, we're talking about 600 bucks one time after you know i mean it's just there has just been such a catastrophic failure from above in at every possible scenario Hell,
0: it's it's been embarrassing
1: it has been embarrassing it's so embarrassing it's humiliating and it's 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 just disgusting and so but the fact that people in hospitality from food to to beer and everything in between have really banded together and done initiatives like there's one in San Diego right now in the weeds. Uh, Burning Beard launched it with uh, Valley Farm Market, Thorn Brewing and and a couple other places. And it's they're like, you don't have to be the preconceived notion of, of in need. Like if you are furloughed out of work, you just you just need a meal.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and
1: it's and you're and you're having trouble don't be too proud to ask for that help. So there's, it's basically solicited donations that are specific to individuals. And I'm just like the fact that we are like the GoFundMe nation at this point, just to, just to stay afloat is just a total disgrace, but you know what? We're getting it done and beer is getting it done. And that's one thing I really respect about what has uh, come out of us. Hopefully in the future, uh, the the need for the individual to, to carry the burden of many will not be quite as severe, but right. I will anticipate that that will just be the way it is. But uh, we're, we're lucky in beer. people People really, I do think in general care about one another. so that's
0: that's nice to see. It's sort of like when you look at a commercial from BP, which you know has had right. Every mishandling you know econo- uh, you know of our planet and everything. And they're the ones telling us, oh, hey, uh, do your power, flex your power, you know, do this right. and that's like fuck right. you guys, fuck Total you guys. Garbage. Like you're Total the ones garbage. that are destroying our environment. My fuckers are telling me to turn down my AC. Go if, fuck if yourself.
1: 100 percent participation from every single individual, it would still not make a dent in corporate effects of things. and I mean this none of this is is new or siloed to one particular industry, but you know when we live in a capitalistic society where it's profits over people, then that's just the way it's, it's going to be. So, you know, we're doing our best to to work within the constraints of, of our society. And I think we're so far, we've done pretty well.
0: No, I mean, LA here also has one of those uh, uh, initiatives. I think we might've followed suit from San Diego, but I mean, I, it's a wonderful thing that these breweries are coming even though it's not our responsibility, right? Right. Like, but
1: we feel like it is because we're because it is because no yeah. one else is going to do it.
0: Yeah. So we have to do it for ourselves. And it, it's such a beautiful thing to see these breweries come together. Mm-hmm. People that are from the I mean, it really emphasizes what we talked about earlier, that sense of community. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't fucking eat, if you can't afford to come down, we'll take care of you. Don't even have to say anything. Just say you're hungry. We'll give you a meal. And I think that's such a wonderful thing. And it really does help people like, uh you know, I tell everyone on this podcast or everyone I talk to, you know, Support your local brewers, even if you're not drinking. Buy gift cards, or you know, go to your local restaurants. Find mm-hmm. a way to help because the goddamn government ain't going to do it. So we might as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's wild.
0: Yeah, uh, but one of one of the other things I've I've seen uh, that brewers have done, and I would love your comment on that, is marketing has had to do a total shift, a total shift, right, um. And I think uh, a lot of breweries are trying to find different ways to market to their audience, whether it be through memes, through, you know, some stolen IPs once in a while. Right. Mm. What, what, what What's your take on that? Well,
1: I think that this is the year where even even breweries with the biggest marketing budget and the, and the biggest, you know, facade of of. Very, very careful, controlled branding and narratives and things like that. It just kind of had to go out the window at a certain point. There's like literally when everything is changing every day, if not hour, they're just like, we don't have time to put together this polished aesthetic press release. And like, this is just what it is. There are people here. This is the message. Come or don't. We're fucked. I don't know, man. (laughs) I'm pretty
0: sure I've read a copy just like that.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I want it won a branding award, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I think it's just, you know, there's a lot of I mean, shoot, I came from a marketing background. I did that for years and I'm just this is the year where a lot of there was plenty of bullshit, but a lot of bullshit got cut through and just got to the point. And, uh, you know, people don't have time to dress things up or, or have it wrapped up in a nice, pretty bow. It's just like this is how it is. Take it or leave it. And it's like, that's cool, man. I like that.
0: Yeah, have this beer. This has Citra, Mosaic. Get the fuck out of here! All right.
1: Yep. <laughs> you like it? You don't? Fuck you! <laughs>
0: <laughs> if someone doesn't put that on a can, it's a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Yeah. I'd buy. I'd buy the shit out of that can.
1: Hey, you got to take advantage of it. You know, TTB's backed up right now. Pretty much anything goes. It's it's anarchy out there.
0: Really? I, I yeah. I the biggest thing, and I, I I love my my fellow brewers and everything, but the the IP theft has gotten a little nuts, hasn't it?
1: as as somebody who has had her intellectual property stolen uh oh, no. I'm not a big fan I'm not a big fan of that uh and you know what it's it's a cheap ploy it's a lazy ploy and and you're gonna get popped sooner or later so right. yeah it, it's I mean I love a good meme I love a good internet laugh but come on like
0: yeah sometimes like when I see like if you're gonna base your if, if you're gonna base your beer off in and out, can you not put the fucking logo on there? Can you make an attempt to make it a little different? Something honestly do what you want to do. Just be prepared for the consequences.
1: Like it makes no difference to me. You you're just screwing yourself. Like that's fine. Right, I hope right. I hope the fifteen minutes of fame was worth it. Sometimes it is. They get away with it a lot. So uh <laughs> Desperate times, man. You gotta do whatever you can to to get the attention of consumers, but that's certainly a gamble.
0: These days, it's either a uh, stolen IP all over a can or a fucking can grenade exploding in your living room.
1: Well, as somebody who doesn't tend to order a lot of like weird slushy things, yeah. I haven't had that problem yet. Although I did have a bit of a mishap the other day. Uh, the Alchemist had a big drop in San Diego. So, you know, of course, you got to get the focal banger. You got to get head. always. Top. Baba, of course, and so I was moving a couple cans from my garage fridge to my inside fridge, and my garage fridge is kind of old school, like it has kind of a, a sharp edge on the handle, and it it perfectly punctured one of the Focal Banger cans, and I had I had like a millisecond choice. I'm like, I can let this go to waste, or I can shotgun this Focal Banger. Yeah, <laughs> I I was like, it was like 11:45 a.m. on like a Tuesday. Well, and my fucking neighbor saw me do And I'm just like, I, I don't know how to explain. There's no way to explain this away. Like, I just look like a total degenerate. But I'm like, I can't let this go to waste.
0: Like, it, it, it is what it looks like. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm so yeah.
1: sorry. I'm just like, well, you know what? I have no excuse. It is what it is. Just, you know, whatever.
0: Hey, we're, we're in pandemic times. Nothing fucking counts.
1: Oh, shoot, man. I haven't worn. I haven't worn pants in. <laughs> Many moons, I I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't shag- shaved my legs in a few months. You know, I figured, what well, w- once uh once COVID goes, I'll shave my legs again. You know. So yeah. Skirts. Um. <laughs> anyway.
1: Whatever. <laughs> your body, your choice, man. I support that. Harry, that, go full on Harry Styles. I love it.
0: You know, I did take a picture. You know, those pictures that uh the ladies take right when they're on the beach or when they're on a pool and they take a picture of like their knees. Oh yeah. Uh, hot
1: dog, kind of, the hot dog legs.
0: Yeah, I I, I took mine. Hair and all, baby. French style.
1: Love it. Love
0: got it. My, okay. it. was one of my most liked pictures ever. So, hey, it worked out.
1: What I, hey, it, use your assets. Flaunt it. If you got it, baby, I love That's it. That's
0: right. Woo!
1: Everybody is a bikini body.
0: <laughs> I'll cheers to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, now, one of my favorite things, I've just started getting into it over the past year and a half because i didn't know it was such a thing beer twitter
1: oh god i was (laughs) when we when i emailed you about what we were going to talk about and you said beer twitter i was like
0: (sighs) i know but it's just okay i've never i've heard about it you know you follow the worst beer blogs and all those of the world and like you see and hear about it but when i started digging deeper into like beer twitter i was like wow you guys are angry what is going going
1: on there's a couple glimmers of just like hilarious i don't know whatever but like it's so it's so bad most of the time like it is just so not my thing i got off twitter for a long time well a long time it was like six weeks um (laughs) it felt like an eternity away from worst beer blog who i actually i like a lot um he's hilarious but uh Yeah, but I mean, I'm just like, man, my like block count, my mute count, this year especially, because everyone's just antsy, everyone's Mm -hmm. angsty, everyone's just pissed off. There's just no way to read it correctly. I'm like, man, this sucks. And like the polls, man, I cannot. I can't. I can't. Like, it's just way too much. It's way too much. There's way too much emotion. And I'm just like, I got to just check out of this. Like, this is just. I have a finite amount of give a shittery, and you guys have maxed it out.
0: Yeah, there's sometimes I'm like, what are you guys even arguing about? Like, I kind of imagine some of these guys are just sitting there home, just over the phone, just like I fucking
1: man. I just treat milkshake IPAs
0: are so awesome. You're like, Uh, okay,
1: dude. I just treat it like my own personal live journal. Now you know, like I'm 35. I'm I'm of that era. Like. I just if I have a thought, I'm just throwing it out there. And, man, I do not care. Like, follow me or don't. It's just a it's just an escape for me. But, yeah, I, I find myself scrolling through it a little bit less because it's just honestly just a terrible nightmare most of the time.
0: <laughs> well, that's yeah, like today, you know, somebody I, I don't know who the fuck they are. But they probably it's, it's I guess it's like beer old guard. But uh, you follow uh, Jeremy Danner, right? Oh yeah,
1: no. Jeremy. I love
0: Danner. Good. Yeah, fucking I, loved, dude. I
1: love I love Danner. Yeah, no, he was in my last good beer hunting piece, and I lit- I talked to him about beer Twitter. So I can't really. I got no leg to stand on here.
0: He's so fun, but like t- today, today, some dude was like trying to ha- trying to hassle, hassle him. Like, you gonna hassle this guy? He's such a good dude. What's well, and
1: you? he's and he's he's not gonna give up. Like no, he's no. he's a he's a pit bull. I mean, he's don't don't cross. Even if even if he says the worst shit, like just mute and block him like he's you're not going to win an argument against jeremy danner on Twitter. i
0: love jeremy danner he's such a good dude but guy but yeah it's stuff like that i mean it's what was okay was beer twitter always that toxic is this more of like a recent year everyone's kind of angsty
1: this year went to 11 this year definitely went to 11 yeah but at the same time there's like honestly maybe a dozen people who are like the the power users of beer twitter and it's just sort of like a bizarre circle jerk of anger so yeah you know i just i try to i'm I'm trying to opt out of that a little bit more like hmm. i'm just not oh man i just i think i got really into like smoking weed this
0: year so i just like don't care yeah well you, you take a hit you're like Meh. yeah i'm just like you know what i don't have time for this and that's okay <laughs> You're like I have, I have fucking better things to do i'm gonna smoke this weed i'm gonna hit some fucking munchies good to go
1: yeah and you know what like that's the name of the game right now like that's that's my self-care i got my gummies i got you know i got a really nice set of like crystal tumblers for Ooh. christmas that was like my gift and so i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna have a little bit of you know i'm gonna have a little bit of whiskey and some cranberry juice and just you know yeah i'm gonna turn on netflix and just i'm gonna kick it for a minute and I like this. I don't I don't need to be doom scrolling on Twitter to figure out if hot dogs are a sandwich. I just I'm, <laughs> I'm opting out. I'm
0: opting out. Oh, my God. Speaking of opting out, actually, it's a good segue. We um, mentioned earlier about some of these breweries that are kind of doing what they can to, you know, survive. One of the things that some breweries are doing. Good or not. Is ignoring some of these COVID regulations, staying open. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: do you find it hard as a as an educated, you know, as an educated person in this industry and as a consumer, mm. does when you see a brewery fuck news them are gonna stay open, whatever, or you know, kind of hint mm-hmm. at the fact that they maybe they're a speakeasy. Do you find it kind of harder to support them, even if you had a you know history of supporting them in the past?
1: I do, I do. And you know what? We're lucky in San Diego. Like there's no shortage of options. Like, if I'm looking for a reason to not go someplace, it's only to, like whittle down my my list of available places that I feel obliged to go to. Right. Um, you know, and, and right now, context is everything. Like if they are, Flying a thin blue, or thin blue, uh, like a like a blue lives matter, yeah, flag and like hosting like proud boys, masklet, like obviously that's just no, I'm not in, yeah, fucking, yeah, no. like yeah. In, yeah, and the horse you wrote in on, but you know I'm like, dude, a desperate times, man, like if they, if they are like, hey, we're we're staying open because like we're gonna, if we close, there is a one hundred percent chance or possibility. There's a 100% chance certainty that we're going to close right. or we're going to roll the dice and stay open and like maybe have a shot at, at keeping a business open that we've poured our, you know, blood, sweat and tears into for years. Who I'm not a business owner. Well, I mean, you know, like I'm a sole proprietor, but you know what I mean? Right, like, right, it's yeah, just, yeah. you know, I, I don't, who am I to tell them what they should and shouldn't do for something that they worked so hard for? Um, I think that the people who are flaunting it online and saying like, fuck you, Nissan, like we're staying open. I think that's complete garbage. And they're opening themselves up. Like it's just polarizing and totally unnecessary. Right. But um, you know what? I'm like, you're still open for to go. Like it nobody is saying that you're closed all the way. Nobody's right. saying that. Um yeah, I get that. I mean. Shoot, the CCBA and, and a number of L.A. breweries as well as San Diego breweries just filed a lawsuit against Newsom over discriminatory application of the reopening laws because, you know, Newsom owns a winery and the wineries of the state were not required to have food. Right, but, right. But the breweries were absolutely the the epitome of necessary, you know, legal action. Like, I think that they did the 100 percent right thing to call that bullshit out.
0: Because it's true. Um, yeah, like. Totally. Well- I think it was Andrew Schultz on his latest uh, comedy special was like, nothing says you're a man of the people like having like owning a winery. <laughs> it's like right, right. And it's one of the things I remember I when this first happened right and they closed all the breweries, but right. there were uh, you know uh, local towns that were closing off their downtown areas for restaurants to eat outside. I'm like, well, how come they can eat outside, right? Like, but I can't go to a brewery and sit outside on if they have a patio and sit like, what's the difference?
1: And I mean, I get like the whole alcohol thing and like there's inhibitions that are low and and, like there there are certainly levels that need to be considered. But when we're just talking, you know, apples to oranges or winery to brewery, no difference. There's no difference. There should have been no difference in the application that was purely just politics. That was purely people putting profits over people in their pockets and carving out exemptions for their own self-interest, which I'm not down with. So, you know, like if it's a brewery, that is is not like spouting off some crazy QAnon nonsense uh <laughs> you know what like I'll go get takeout that's cool like I'm not gonna go sit and have a have a beer or whatever but like yeah I hope other people don't but they are you know and and that sucks that sucks you know like but that's America man like that's, that's where we're at. People, people care more about the the rights of the individual than the good of society. And that's, that's, that's a shame, but I don't think that's anything new. I mean, shoot, that's, that's in the very bones of the country's existence.
0: Right. Right. Uh, like a lot of it is, you know, as I hear uh, some podcasts and some people talk about like, yeah, you know, these businesses should be closed and they're, they're at- to a degree, yes, they are being irresponsible by staying open and ignoring, you know, ignoring the regulations and stuff. But, like you said earlier, like owning a business and keeping it afloat at this time—I mean, some people, some people sunk all of their everything financially, uh, personally, into these right. ventures, and if they close, well, what the what? What, well, they what are they going to do?
1: There's no help coming. I mean, you know, you look at at businesses like, uh, you know, Shake Shack got $2 million or something, but while mom and pop's shop down the street didn't qualify for the PPP loan, you know, like just complete garbage. And of course, when you're, when there was such a widespread need in such a short amount of time, of course, there's going to be some missteps, but I feel like the there there have been some catastrophic missteps, and that's just you know Absolutely. politics polarizing. Mitch McConnell can suck my balls. I mean, oh
0: my god, he's the I,
1: worst person in the universe, as far as I, I'm concerned.
0: I don't tweet that often, um, because I like to just read everyone. But I I dropped the tweet today. I was like, you know, I feel like you know every year we drop we drop the ball for New Year's Eve. Fuck that. We should just drop Mitch McConnell's ass this year. I'm down he's, for that. He oh my god, that guy. He is
1: he is. The great satan that is for sure but uh yeah you know like we we could have done worse but we could have done a fuck of a lot better and so you know what like the uh, guidance should have come from above and it didn't and now it's everybody's on you know tearing each other's throats out and that's just uh it sucks it sucks i mean there's nothing else i can say about it
0: yeah it it really sucks, and it hurts because you're seeing some really good breweries, some really good talented people that are just off the wall. Yeah, and it, it's it's really heartbreaking. And I'm really hoping that there is a light at the tunnel after all this. Because, oh man, I hope 2021 doesn't fail us. <laughs> for the love of God,
1: man, I don't know. I you know I I'm a realist. Like I I, I we'll see. We'll sure yeah. see. <laughs>
0: um how okay so with beer all that how how's how's the food uh how's the restaurant world over in san diego right now i mean is it still are they all fighting for the lives same thing
1: fighting for our lives you know no no different as anywhere else um i mean san diego's culinary scene is really like a, a pretty well-kept secret like we've got some insanely good places and people yes, just like do. don't people just like, don't know. They're like, Oh, you know, LA, New York, you know, wherever. And I'm like, no, man, we're known for beer, but like, we've got some top notch, a level restaurants and you know, they're struggling. I'm I'm not quite as tapped into that world as I, as I used to be. Um, I had to kind of step back from a lot of the coverage I was doing just when my, I pulled my kid out of preschool because of COVID, like just work. I didn't have the hours. I just didn't have the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so I'm not as tuned in. But I mean, I you know, I, I keep up with some stuff. And it's it's still pretty dire. You know what? No different than anywhere else. We've had a couple closures. We've had a couple lifelines. We've had a couple people hanging on by a thread. Uh, we've had some real innovative things pop up. Um, but yeah, kind of same old, same
0: old. Right. Um. For you as a writer, I mean, how has all this impacted you?
1: Well, I mean, like I just said, my, you know, my kid not being able to go to school dramatically reduced my my availability just to work. Um, right. So that's that's been difficult just for me personally, because I like to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of anticipated 2020 being a year where I would rev up a lot. And that obviously was didn't only not just happen. It was the complete opposite. <laughs> but um you know, opportunities dried up. And I I say this all the time. Like media at the best of times is is shaky. And Very so true. this certainly this certainly didn't help anything. But um luckily this wasn't my first year trying to kind of get my name out there. I had some good like anchor people, some good relationships with people, uh, you know, vine pear, good beer hunting, that sort of thing that I could kind of right. really rely on. And and that's been great. So, you know, the the amount that I've been able to uh you know commit to work has been I think well spent even if it was less than I would have liked Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I know like I I figured once kind of COVID hit thought uh, you know COVID hit I was thinking okay you know because I hadn't written anything in in a little while I was kind of doing the Mm -hmm. podcast and working and I was like you know this year I'm gonna try and write more and of course fucking COVID happens so it's one of those things I'm like I'm amazed at people like you that can still, that even with all this going on, you still have these, like you still have these ideas for pitches and things. I wish I was like able to do that. How do you even, with everything going on, is 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 it just something that kind of pops in your mind and you go, oh, you know, I haven't talked about that yet?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I when I talk to people for the Diverse Beer Writers Initiative, which is something I started a little over a year ago to hopefully mm-hmm. like break down barriers of entry uh, for for people from historically marginalized communities to. Yeah. Feel empowered to enter media, which is very gatekeep, gatekept, gatekept, uh, very white, uh, you know, very much controlled by money. One of the things I tell people is uh, the hardest part of writing shouldn't be coming up with talking about things like equity in, in beer, but uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't absolutely go for it. And the, the the two questions that I ask every person I talk to in the initiative is what do you think is missing in the beer conversation and what do you think you can add to it? If you don't know what's missing and you don't know what you can add to it, you need to figure those two things out before you before you jump into it. Because, uh, you know, and, and beer writing is no different than any other commentary on any other industry. It's it, it it's the same. It's just media. And so, figure out what's missing. Figure out what what unique thing you can bring to the table. And when you have the answer to those two questions, go for it. Because there's room for everybody.
0: Right. Uh, it, it is. It is such. A wonderful thing. I I fell in this industry just because, like, you know, I, I always been a writer, and I just like, I thought, ah, oh, you know, I don't have like, who am I, you know? I just jump in the beer. I thought, you know, who who am I to write anything? But I just did it anyway, and yeah, it and works valid. out.
1: Totally valid. Totally valid. Do a podcast. Do a YouTube channel. Do a blog. Do, pitch people. Like, literally, the worst thing that will happen is they say no. But that doesn't. That's just no to one idea. That doesn't mean the next fifty ideas you have, one of them isn't good. Right. So, anyway, I, I say go for it. People just need to know that, like their their ideas are valuable, their perspective is valuable. We need diversity of opinion, of experience, of 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 everything, and, and so uh, of voices. And so, I, I think that anybody who's interested in, in jumping into the fray, do so, but do so with your eyes wide open and and be prepared. It's fun. It's hard, but it's fun and it's worth it.
0: Absolutely. Um, again, Beth, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'll have you anytime, anytime you want to chat, even if you want to just, you know, do some prohibition, I'll, I'll always be here to listen. Subscribe to prohibition
1: Substack. First one coming January
0: is I already got my subscription, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm psyched. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Um, I'll, uh, We'll uh, catch up sometime, hopefully, and have a beer soon. Masked. Masked. Masked of course, and safe distance. distance. I exactly. love it. Sounds good. Take care. It's a pleasure to t- talk to you. Whew. And that was it, folks. That was the show. Thank-, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Make sure to go to HoppedLA.com for all the latest and beer trends, uh, beer deals that are going on. There's so much good stuff happening amongst all of the chaos that is happening. Uh, Make sure you guys stay safe, uh, take care of yourself, stay healthy, and until next week, cheers.